Hello, and welcome back to the We Are the Queen podcast. I am your host, Sarah, and with me is my wonderful cousin, April. Hi, April. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I know that you guys must be missing us because we decided to take a much-needed break last week, but we're back. We're partially rested, (laughs) really caffeinated. (laughs) And but we're most most importantly, we are excited to be recording another episode this week for you guys. Yes, thank you all so much for being patient and waiting for the next episode because last weekend I just felt really fried with uh, school and work, and I was like, I kind of need an extra day to just chill. We just, we couldn't even like think of a topic to talk about. Like that's how much of a break we needed. We're like, we don't even feel, we can't, we can't talk about anything. (laughs) No, like I'm pretty sure they don't want to hear about TV again because I could go on and on about stupid TV shows that I adore very much. Yeah. And I also really needed a chance to just have a break and get started on homework because April, I have started classes this week. (laughs) And how did that go? It actually went super well. I thankfully was able to look at um, the assignments that were due for the week a couple days before classes start. So like classes officially started on Monday, but they open up the classroom on like Friday before so I can get in there and look at the syllabus and see what I need to read. Um, thankfully I already had my textbooks ordered. Um, so I was able to do the reading over the weekend and then like have a jump start on Monday to get started with, um, writing discussion board posts and introducing myself to my classmates. And it's weird introducing yourself to a classroom of people who you can't see physically (laughs) like it's super weird it's like instead of walking into a classroom at 9 a.m on Monday I'm like logging in and like writing a bio essentially to like share with the classroom I'm like this is who I am I'm here I I live in Washington and like no one else is in Washington in my classroom I'm like this is weird (laughs) yeah it's the first few classes I didn't have anyone in Manitoba until this class in ethics and I was like finally someone from Manitoba oh my god maybe you can meet them in real life someday no I need to send her a message and be like if if we need to share ideas or anything please please just let me know so that I feel less isolated and alone thank you I know that was that was me too someone had posted that like um she had just she's just finished her bachelor's degree so she's in her like early 20s and went to you know like a physical in-person school for her undergraduate and so she was like I it it's weird feeling comfortable with a virtual in a virtual classroom not being able to interact with peers I'm like here's my email address (laughs) please reach out like I know we don't live in close proximity whatsoever she lives like on the other side of the country but at least so she feels like there's some connection mm-hmm. there because we're in this together yes absolutely but I'm excited and April next week's one of my uh, I have taking two classes my in my introduction class we are going to be talking about self-care <gasps> and I have to create a self-care plan <gasps> to keep me accountable so I'm just I'm so excited I'm gonna talk about this probably a little bit later uh, with a different topic but on the same lines of school but I'm so excited to be going into a profession that cares about the professionals and cares about the well-being of not only the clients that will be served, but the actual clinicians themselves are cared for. And they're starting us out right in the first class of like, you guys have to take care of yourself. You can't burn yourself out. Otherwise, we would have no counselors and that would be terrible. I know we get burned out once again so fast. Yeah. 
anyway so I appreciated that that was pretty cool and then April you and I are reading about the same theory this week we're going to different colleges in different countries and we are reading about the same theory at the same time so maybe next week we will be experts and we'll just have a whole discussion probably not that might be boring probably not and then so some professional will reach out to us like, yes they will discover I'm... our podcast in the nick of time and they'll be like you got it all thank you for wrong. helping us with... yeah <laughs> oh i found this great podcast on adlerian theory <laughs> yeah i think i'm reading about it the same week as you but i know i'm reading it in this next class and i was just excited because it's like yay <laughs> I'm not alone. <laughs> oh my gosh. Anyway, April, did you have anything else you wanted to catch us up on from the last week? Um, I mean, like I said, I, I was really thankful for a break um, because I uh, received some really tough news and it I think the hardest part about being a care provider is the unexpected goodbyes. So eventually I would like to have episodes on grief and talking through that and how to deal with it and to not feel guilty if you're grieving longer compared to other people or in the past, like I've heard things like, oh, get over it when some of my own grieving experiences came up and I'm just like don't ever tell someone that that's not helpful (laughs) and I want to smack you in the face yeah yeah violent April tries to come out and I have to (laughs) get back in there Um, so I'm doing a bit better you know later on the week it was still tough um but I have a really great uh, crew behind me and who has been very supportive of me. My husband (laughs) on Monday, he comes home and I'm just, I'm literally melted into the couch. Like I have no reason to get up for the rest of the day. And he's like, we're going to go and get pizza and ice cream. And I look at him like ice cream. (laughs) I think I can get up for that. Perk up from the couch. Like, okay. (laughs) Silly me. I'm like watching Grey's Anatomy. I've already watched the show, but I'm like watching it because I'm like, there is, I, I don't want to watch anything else because this is familiar to me. Yes. Um, so then he's like, you stop watching a sad show and let's go get ice cream. And I'm just like, fine. (laughs) Well, good. So that was, that was really helpful. And so, yeah, but now everyone, guess what? It's pride month. It's pride month. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. I walk into Target and I'm like, I'm so happy because everything is rainbow ridiculousness, (laughs) but it's awesome. It's such a good month for Pride, too. No, weather. It's... Well, today the weather is like okay. It's been like ninety-five degrees this week. Today it's like sixty-eight. It's a shock to the system. <laughs> I mean, ninety-five is way too hot, and I was not enjoying it at all. Um, Eighty is like that's where I'm at my peak, but sixty. I'm like in the sixties. Like, what the heck? I want to go to the pool. Like, ugh. Yeah, in Celsius yesterday, it was 36, which is 97 in Fahrenheit, and I melted, (laughs) and I drank a lot of water, Um, but yeah, it's way too hot, but yes. Um, April, you're going summer. I know, me too. We're summer girls, April. (laughs) I hate winter so much. I wonder so dark and gloomy and depressing and someday someday I will live where there is no winter and I know people will be like but Sarah the four seasons screw the four seasons girl there's not even four seasons anymore so it's I know it's like it's winter with like like 
feet of snow or it's blazing hot summer where there are forest fires and I don't I don't like it at all I like spring and I like fall and then like maybe like a little bit of summer weather but not like in the 90s like in the 80s is good mm-hmm. um I don't know I need to live somewhere like that like where does that exist that's where I'm going <laughs> uh I don't know honestly I'll do my research I'll was- find it I was going to say Costa Rica, but then I was like, that's closer to the equator. Yeah, it's probably hot there. There's probably weird bugs there, too. Ew. (laughs) April, you're going to enlighten us on a little bit of history on Pride Month, right? Yes, yes. And I have it pulled up here. So now, before I begin, I am a cisgendered straight woman, but... I am more than happy to be an ally to the pride communities. Um, I emphasize with them. I sympathize with them. I'm here to support. I am here to try to help educate other people who are still kind of pride. What? Why don't we get a straight pride month? Like, because 11 months of the year is straight pride. So be quiet. Yeah, You either be quiet or you are quiet. There's no in between. (laughs) I just say, why be rude to people? Like, why harsh on their joy and their pride month? Like, Mm -hmm. let them have fun. It's not hurting anybody. It's not hurting anybody. Whoa. (laughs) If you cannot tell everybody, we have a lot of pent up aggression when it comes to certain things. And it's unfortunately, it's like seeping out, at least for myself and I. So, yeah, I'm trying to contain myself a little bit. I, as I, as you get into this topic, April, I'm also, I identify as cisgender, heterosexual, straight, female. Um, all those things but I have people that are really close to me that are part of the LGBTQ community um and you know these are people that are really important to me and people who are instrumental in me understanding Mm -hmm. what they've been through you know why it's been so difficult for them to be who they are um in an authentic way and uh and so And then also as someone who's becoming a counselor, I have to understand that I'm going to be counseling people who are different than me, who have different identities, um, and I have to be open to that. I am a very naturally loving person, and so I'm like, can't we all just get along? (laughs) And... You know, like, uh, what is that? Is that a John Lennon song I'm thinking of? Imagine all the people. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Living in peace. Yeah. Um, Obviously, I have not started my singing career. I know you are are disappointed. (laughs) I know. It's like, should I have tried for American Idol? I don't know. Simon would have hated me probably. And would have you made know. you cry like yes. you're such a jerk I'm a sensitive soul and people just enjoy making me cry and I'm like why would you do this to me anyways anyways we're getting off topic <laughs> but yes all of this saying is that we we're not experts in lgbtq plus history or pride month or anything we are really trying to educate ourselves and trying to share that information with our listeners. And so we're going to just briefly touch on some Pride History Month, uh, Pride Month history, Pride History Month. <laughs> and then we'll kind of move into um, into how, um, I don't even know what I was going to say, but we're going to kind of morph into a bigger topic. <laughs> So a a question I have heard a lot, especially over the last few years, is why is Pride Month in June? Trust me, it's not for the lovely weather that we usually get in June. Um, So initially, and then there's much more history before this too, but 
it all connects to the Stonewall riots of June 28th, 1969, which I believe was in New York City. Yes. So in New York City's Greenwich Village, um, you know, there's bars and stuff all over the place. And a lot of people of the gay and lesbian communities would go around this area to the bars because um, they were not excluded. They were included. They felt like it was a relatively safe environment until the, the, the police officers came and started harassing them, beating them, and all that stuff. Um, and so then that led to the Stonewall riots where the gay communities just finally said, you know what? No. Um, and I know I'm kind of very simplifying it because I'm not very attuned with this knowledge, but I'm trying to educate myself more. Um, but the community uh, started to fight back and then that's what led to the riots is because many gay people, and it's still true to this day, they feel like they can't be themselves without pissing someone off because how dare they be different compared to the, and I'm using heavy quotes here, the status quo. And then over time, little communities throughout the United States and throughout Canada and now throughout the world, um, they have like pride festivals, pride festivities, parties, parades during the month of June um, to honor those who fought for their rights to celebrate who they are um, and to just kind of be together as a community in, a, in their safe spaces. And have you ever been to a pride event? No. I really, really oh, want to. I know this darn pandemic. I know that they are having some smaller activities mm -hmm. in town this year, which is great. Um, I had the opportunity to go to Pride a couple of years ago, actually with my work, with my job, and um, because you know, we serve the community. Um, I don't work there anymore, but I feel mm -hmm. still very connected to them. Um, they serve the community and they wanted to show support um, for the LGBTQ community, especially LGBTQ elders. Um, so we've primarily worked with um, senior citizens and folks with disabilities. And so we actually marched in the parade. We carried our our banner for our organization and handed out you know brochures and stuff and it was such a fun event like everyone was so nice and everyone was so quirky and unique like I have just never seen so many people like just and you know I don't know like I feel like especially like millennials and younger people, we all get like sucked into certain like, you oh, know, yeah. trends <laughs> of the year and everything. And like everyone looks alike every fall because we're all wearing, you know, like leather, Hugs. like knee high boots and like, <laughs> right. And skinny jeans. And <laughs> we part down the side guys. Um <laughs> yes. yes. And I know my part Y'all can't see it. My part is down the middle, but that's because I kind of don't care today. But trust, <laughs> I, I will side part my hair on Monday. <laughs> <laughs> We're very much millennials, April. It's ridiculous. So anyway, <laughs> but it was so cool to like see so many people who were expressing themselves as themselves. Like everyone was their own individual. Um, and, and it was it was fun. It was just super fun, except it rained. So it was also kind of miserable in the fact that we were all cold and we were walking through downtown in the rain, mm -hmm. but I'm really hoping to be able to go again, um, in the future because it was great. I think, uh, you know, once the pandemic is over and I highly doubt we're holding anything here in Manitoba because restrictions are still sky high and the pandemic just won't end here. Um, but I almost feel like I would be the person who would wear the t-shirt that says, I give sisterly hugs or something like that 
in case people have kind of a sour relationship with their siblings or something like that. So it's like, I would be a person who would give hugs. You're an ally, April. I That's, am an ally and yeah. I give get, get yourself an ally shirt. I think it's great. Yes, I love it. So that's kind of the, the, the basics of, you will, of the LGBT uh, Pride Month history. And I apologize. I wanted to do more research, but this last ethics paper that I have has kind of been eating my soul. Alive. We're trying to keep this podcast as like a fun thing. Yeah. And we realized we, we were potentially putting in too much work. <laughs> and it it was... Yeah. And also, like I, like we said earlier, we're not part of the LGBTQ community. We are allies. And so we want to amplify the voices of those who are part of that community and allow them to tell their story while, while we just kind of take a little bit of a backseat mm-hmm. this month um, and celebrate with them. Yes. So if you know any people, Sarah, who would love to come on and share themselves with the rest of the world and their experiences within the LGBT community, I think that would be a wonderful idea. Um, Maybe. I don't know. I think it would be fun. We'll have to see. (laughs) In the meantime, though, go listen to Jonathan Van Ness's most recent podcast episode on getting curious with Jonathan Van Ness because he interviews the cast of Queer Eye and oh my gosh stop it I want to be friends with all of them they are all such wonderful people and I love it they're but like he's recording the podcast behind the scenes while they're filming season six what (gasps) so excited I, need to I really it hope they put it on Netflix ASAP. Like, don't need to edit it very much. Just put it on. <laughs> this is the type of content we need. <laughs> yes. Love and joy and fashion. And, <laughs> and cooking. home makeovers. <laughs> home makeovers. Please make over my home right now. Oh, my God. And Karamo making people cry. And oh, my gosh. I need it. I'll just have to go back and watch the episode, the old episodes all over again. Keep myself happy. Sarah, I forgot to tell you. So (laughs) whenever I make a friend or when I'm trying to make a friend, you've seen the movie E.T., right? Where E.T. sees a kid in a Yoda costume and he's like, oh, (laughs) that's me when I'm trying to make a friend. And I, I think I made a friend this week. Oh my gosh. It's so exciting. You must nurture it. <laughs> Sarah, he's a drag queen. Oh my God. Oh my God. You did it. <laughs> uh oh, April, I think you turned your volume or your microphone off potentially. Oh no. April's saying words, but I can't hear them. Sorry about that, everyone. So after a technical difficulty of my microphone suddenly cutting out when I was overjoyed about making a new friend who happens to be a drag queen. The universe is like, no. (laughs) April cannot be happy. Let us make her miserable as much as possible. Anyways. I'm glad you're back, April. Thank you. Anyways. It was a a rough few minutes there. (laughs) Editing this is going to be such a bitch. Anyways. Um, so yeah I meant to mention that during my (laughs) friend and uh, I meant to say that during my recapping of the week like I I think I made a new friend I I don't know because like we can't meet in person and we're kind of technically working together and (laughs) because of my work And, and then it's like but he wanted to follow me on Instagram because apparently I'm cool. I don't know. You are cool, April. <laughs> no, I'm not. My imposter syndrome. No, I'm not. <laughs> okay, so the real test will be telling him that you're in a podcast. <laughs> oh. Hey, new April's friend. Hi, new. Do you like her? 
She wants to hang out with you. <laughs> and that's what sucks about making friends up here. Like my only friend who I've tried to keep in regular contact with. I haven't been able to see her at all. Hi, Jade. I love you so much. And I know you're listening. (laughs) I haven't been able to see her because of the pandemic. And she's also been teaching in her first year of school. So I'm just like, I want to make a friend. Anyway, yes, a new potential friend. And I hope he wants to hang out with me. But I don't know because I'm an awkward 31-year-old with social anxiety. (laughs) which leads us into our last little topic before we wrap up for the well actually second to last topic um april and i you and i have been talking a lot recently about being authentic and i mean this ties into pride month so well because people who celebrate pride are trying to be authentically themselves I struggle with it so much and I'm not part of you know Mm -hmm. the LGBTQ community I'm just me but I mean it's something that I've been working on in therapy is how how do I be myself without causing conflict and like ruffling feathers and so I just I draw a lot of inspiration from people in my life who have come out as gay or whatever you know someone different from the the status quo norm and I'm to the point where I'm like it's unfair to me to put myself into a box just because I think it will help me to fit in better and it's I I would much rather just be authentically me than sell myself short it it does feel like I like I don't even really know who I am authentically because I've been putting myself in a box for so long so now that I'm like trying to like slowly step out of the box and kind of take a look I'm like okay who am I bro like I I can definitely relate to that because, you know, as a kid, like, I could go on and on about, you know, my childhood history and, like, how it ties to how my brother being severely autistic and how, like, I naturally really wanted to be helpful and stuff. But whenever I would just be genuinely curious about things and wanting to get to know the world, it would like many groups of people would try to get rid of my curiosity and be like, that's the way of the world or how, even though I'm cisgendered, straight female, white woman. um, Oh, there goes my ADHD again. Well, I'll pick up. Um, (laughs) Yeah, no, I, I mean, that's kind of where I'm at too is like, you know, you grow up and, and, and every, every person grows up in specific value system that your, your immediate family, um, you know, adheres to or identifies with. Oh, April, go. <laughs> April. Oh, yes, go. Um, how, like, even though I'm a cisgender, uh, straight white woman, I always felt more tomboyish. Um, so I liked more of the, the boyish things. I love video games. I like television. I, even though I desperately wanted to be one of the girls who played with Barbie dolls and pretend, I could not do it. My brain is not capable of playing pretend. I am capable of being theatrical. I am capable of playing a percussion instrument and beating the crap out of it. (laughs) I'm capable of so many things that growing up, I was told that's not ladylike. That's not, um, you need to sit up straight. And obviously, yes, posture is very important, but it's like, I am the kind of girl who will spread her legs and be like, I am so relaxed. 
whist. I don't care. Yes. I love whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it it's it's hard because I think I think everyone goes through that period of like, you know, in in teenage years, high school, into college, like it's all about learning about the world and exploring your identity figuring out where your values align with what you were raised with and sometimes you stick with what what you know you know what you were raised with sometimes you continue to identify with that but sometimes you kind of branch off and learn something new and you're like hey I think I identify with this way of life a little bit more than what I'm used to and so it can be really hard to reconcile when you do make changes or when you do feel like you know hey you know the way I was raised doesn't really align with who I think I am and so especially when it comes to gender norms and sexuality and spirituality and all those things like it can be so freeing to find your your own way in life but it can also be really really difficult because again you're trying to just at least for me I'm trying to people please trying to keep the peace but at what cost at the cost of me not really being myself Yes, it's it makes me think of um, I was a sophomore in high school at this point, or no, actually a junior in high school. And my church that I grew up in, um, trigger warning for those who are listening. Um, but the church I was in, part of their announcement time, you know, giving information to the congregation is that. You know, Pride Month was coming up and that there are students in local high schools who uh, do not speak for an entire day to show their support to LGBT. Keep in mind, everybody, the year before, I didn't talk for that whole day. Not a you word. participated the year before. I, I participated <laughs> yeah. the year before because I love people. I don't care if you're gay, bi, uh, Muslim, uh, you know, whatever sort of difference that you have for me. As long as you treat me with care and kindness, that's all I really care about. But so in the fast forward back to the congregation receiving news of, oh, children showing a day of silence a day oh, of silence oh and you know people's you know some of my peers looked at me like i know who participated this last year and other people were just like you wouldn't participate in this would you april it's like you damn well know i would <laughs> love others the way god loves yourself i love i love the golden rule it's like it's literally just not talking for a day. Oh my! Oh my God! God. I know because, like, how dare uh, people are bullied and ridiculed for something that they can't control about themselves, and then they commit suicide because they just could not find any sort of acceptance in the social world. How dare! How dare! Anyway, so you know it's really funny my really good friend participated in the day of silence and like looking back I should have figured that my friend is gay (laughs) but at the time I was like oh he's just like you know going along with this he's just being supportive (laughs) that's how naive I was (laughs) little innocent Sarah (laughs) oh my god um yes so how are you trying to show up more authentically April or what's your like what's your plan what little tiny step or do you want me to go first um (laughs) are you still in the thinking stage I'm still kind of you're staying in your safe box I understand I know I'm peeking around the corner like 
there's a drag queen out there. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, no, I love drag queens. Don't box? get me wrong. Like, I want to be friends. <laughs> How about you go first? Okay. And, and while you're speaking, I will try to quickly. <laughs> or you can just piggyback off of what my plans are. Well, first of all, like I said, um, I'm very open about the fact that I'm participating in therapy. I'm seeking my own counseling. Um, I really do believe that for me to be an effective counselor, I need to address my own crap <laughs> first do some healing um learn how to take better care of myself and so that's part of my self-care is um talking to a counselor and so I I actually brought this up this last week about how um I do feel like I put myself in this box and I feel like when I'm around family or other people um you know that I do kind of filter myself and maybe redirect conversations that I'm not comfortable having um, when we have different views on politics or LGBTQ matters or whatever. Um, And so I want to be myself though, right? So I want to be more true to who I am and not feel like I'm pretending or hiding part of myself and so I'm gonna just kind of start taking little steps in maybe finding out why I don't feel like I can be authentic and that's gonna be done in therapy of course and and then more practically like out in the real world um you know I'm going to just kind of try to instead of maybe avoiding topics or redirecting topics so I don't have to even address them in the first place I'm going to try to approach topics with more curiosity and try to learn from the other person I'm talking to which I think will signal that I don't necessarily agree with them but it it also allows me that safety of like I don't really have to explain myself quite yet so um, my counselor suggested just to kind of yeah, just to be curious and just say, oh, well, can you explain, you know, why you think that way? Or, um, you know, what does that mean? Um, and and then I'm going to go back to therapy and say, this is what happened. And I'm going <laughs> to unpack all of it. And I'm going to do a lot of self-care because, again, those types of conversations are cause a lot of anxiety for me and are really exhausting because I feel like I'm having to I feel like I'm at work <laughs> like I'm feeling like I'm really having to watch myself and um watch my uh reactions um to people so and then I'm also gonna maybe give myself a little bit of permission to just like maybe it'll be okay if I react a little bit you know maybe it'll be okay if I say you know I don't really agree with that mm-hmm I think it's all about retraining yourself. It's a lot of relearning. Oh much. And and it's exhausting. And my counselor, thankfully, because I told her the other week, I'm so tired. And she's like, You're rewiring your brain, Sarah. And I was like, Oh my God, you're right. And rewiring your brain takes a lot of energy. And so of course I'm gonna be tired. And of course. Like, I just need to take care of myself. So, yeah. I think for myself, um, like, I really need to seek out therapy as well and really dive into uh, being authentic, authentically myself while also respecting the other person's point of view. Um, but for me, what I have done uh, was not eliminate the poison in my life, um, but it's keeping my safe distance away from those who um, did not show me the love and care that I really needed, especially as a young adult. Um yeah, I think boundaries have also been very helpful for me and seeking out the 
supportive relationships and focusing my energy on on those relationships and then yeah having those boundaries with those other people yeah so that's part of what I have been doing I think the other part that I struggle with in authentically being myself is uh, with my generalized anxiety disorder with my depression moderate recurrent disorder is that what sucks is I'm a high functioning individual with these two issues and there's so much stigma against people who have depression who don't have the energy on 24 7 and that's someone who I used to be is being very high energy and then I don't know I have an idea of like when I suddenly like hit that brick wall and I've been like slowly collecting the pieces over the years but that fatigue always gets in the way of my authenticity and that's something I've been trying to teach myself that it's okay to take a break it's okay if you're not 100% on your game today that was me on Monday and Tuesday in which I was you know at work on Tuesday people were like are you okay today and I'm like I'm managing I think that's something that I've started doing is when people ask you how are you my automatic response is like oh I'm great you know because like I try to have that positive mindset and I'm a very optimistic person but it's also like sometimes you're not fine (laughs) right so I've tried to even just be like you know I'm doing okay like Mm -hmm. you know yeah and you know and in the past when I've said oh I'm okay I'm just really tired today all the time the message I got was what are you so tired for you have nothing to be tired about yeah and it's like then that so puts me shame. shame and even further into the into my box, my little safe box. And it we I could go on and on about this and it's it's so yeah, because it, it teaches you that what are you doing? You're not good enough. Like why are you tired? You shouldn't be. Like why are you taking a break that's ridiculous like I've worked so much harder than you why are you tired you know like it's it's pushing you further and further away from yourself like honoring yourself and being true to yourself and so it like it plays like these terrible mind like you play these terrible mind games of like you know, being ashamed of being tired and being ashamed of not being okay. And it's a vicious cycle. Yeah. On yeah. on Monday when I, you know, got the sad news that I've been having to process through this week and I will for probably the next little while, um, is that I'm at the conjunction of fake it till you make it or do I be authentic do I say I really need to take a step back because I'm not going to give 100% of myself into my work Mm -hmm. um and then you know thank you American capitalism I blame you for that mindset it's stupid and I could go on and on about that too Um, as I'm learning about social change I'm like god damn you american capitalism (laughs) we must change you (laughs) you will go down we will rework the system um but i was talking to once i had emotionally calmed down after the initial shock of the news um i was talking to another individual um she asked me do you do you need to go home for the day do you or can you 
do you want to get, try to get through work? And I said, honestly, if anyone asks me the word, the exact phrase, how are you? I'm going to start bawling again because I am not okay. Mm-hmm. And so I apologized. I said, I'm sorry, I need to go home. And, you know, they were very understanding and stuff, which I very much appreciated. Because I hate the whole entire fake it until you make it phrase. I hate it so much. That's because- what leads to the crash and burn. Yes. Like, I've been faking it till I made it, didn't make it. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, you can only do that to yourself so many times. Like, of course, there are some circumstances where you do just kind of have to push through. But, but that should only be a temporary push and then at the end of that you allow yourself to take a break yeah and there's that but as well as like I need to be okay with when people don't you know I want people to respect me I do want people to love and care about me but I'm also trying to teach myself that it's okay if you don't match with every single person that you meet. You're not going to be everyone's best friend. Um, so I've tried to keep like this really tight knit circle, checking on those people from time to time. Um, I think just the hard part for me too, is that living during a pandemic and you can't meet pe- meet new people. You can't have that sense of community. So that's something else I've been trying to work on too in regards to my authenticity. But it's like, I've been trying to tell myself that it's okay to be yourself. And it's okay for me to be angry sometimes. Yes, I occasionally need to work on how I present my anger and how I present my frustration. But sometimes in the moment, I'm just like, I can't handle this shit. (laughs) I can't handle the audacity of this individual. Yes. (laughs) Um, And, you know, thankfully my husband, like he's a good person to talk to and like kind of vent with my frustrations Um, as well as yourself, Sarah, (laughs) because you you get it. (laughs) Um, So, for myself it's just a slew of things I've been trying really hard to work on since 2015 it's a journey it really is like it's not that's the other thing that like can get frustrating is like you want a quick fix but Mm -hmm. it's not gonna stick because you're trying to undo a lifetime of you know, learned behavior. And so surprisingly, it's not going to change overnight. Shucks. Gosh, darn it. I know I wish we had the quick fix, but I know. know. Um, but I think, I think what you, what you mentioned is having a, having a handful of people that you trust and to know you're like, you know, what you're going through and what you're, trying to what your goal is to achieve um is super important and and you're now putting it out there on this podcast that you're trying to be yourself and you want to make friends and be yourself around your new friends and (laughs) there are ways of you know like we're on a zoom call right now so maybe your brand new friend could zoom call with you and you could have a zoom hangout (gasps) It sounds like so much fun. <laughs> and then just... the initial panic of, oh, God, <laughs> <laughs> the anxiety of it all. Oh, I know. I need to. Once once the school year ends, I'll try to talk to him about it. Um, and by try, I'll be like, um, so I was thinking. <laughs> it's so true. Like, you know, putting myself on the podcast, like when I was editing the first episode and listening back to it several times over I was like wow April you're really cringe you're not being yourself because I was being like over the top performative I feel like yeah 
I think we're we're hitting our stride. Like the more episodes we do, the more ourselves we are because the less we feel like we have to perform and like if people don't like us, they don't have to listen. So. What? <laughs> what do you mean people don't like us? <laughs> oh, there there it is again. <laughs> the anxiety of it all. <laughs> hey, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> Continue. Oh my gosh. Okay. So <laughs> before we say goodbye, I need a quick wake up segment, April. Wake up. Go. Wake up. Oh my gosh, April. I sent you this article this week <laughs> saying that Anyone in my state who's received at least one of their COVID-19 vaccines will be entered to win one of many prizes, which is like when I first saw it, I was, of course, excited because I was like, well, one of the prizes is like a million dollars. So that would be fun. But I'm pulling it up right now. Hold on. I know. I'm just blinking because I'm like, excuse me, a million dollars? I could easily pay off my education and I know, right? that. I know. I'm like, okay, I could pay for school. I could take a really cool vacation. Um, we could pay off the house. I don't know. Lots of things. Um, yeah, cash drawings of $250,000 every week with a final drawing of $1 million. Higher education. I didn't read all of this. So this is a hot. Hot hot take right here. Uh-oh. Hire education assistants to universities to hold their own tuition drawings. So. So no one's going to do that, essentially. What? So that means that they're go- the state is going to give money to universities so the university can do drawings for their students to help pay for tuition. long pause for anger (laughs) as people who paid for their own educations were a little bit upset about this okay um let's see alaska airlines tickets uh so airplane tickets tickets to mariners seahawks sounders games 300 xbox consoles which my husband's like what kind of xbox are they and i'm like obviously xbox 360s <laughs> no probably not it'll probably be the new one um but i do think that would be hilarious if there's just like a warehouse of 300 old xboxes <laughs> somewhere and they're like yes we get to unload these. finally <laughs> finally have that xbox 360 <laughs> um anyway yeah so there's like a whole list of prizes that that if you've received your vaccine that you'll be eligible to win which is like okay exciting because I like to win prizes. I probably won't win anything, but there's a chance. But then I got upset about it. <laughs> and this is why it's a wake-up segment. Is Okay, so the vaccine has been in our state since, what, like mid-January. Um, at first, it was opened up to senior citizens. And, like, it gradually was open to, like, more and more people. Um, so people in, you know, essential, like essential workers and like people who worked in the medical field had access to it pretty soon, you know, pretty early on. And then me as a social worker, I had access to it in, um, at the end of March. Yes. I got my first vaccine at the end of March, second vaccine at the end of April by April, um, like 15th, they opened it up to everybody like 16 and above or 18 or whatever and then now it's open to kids as young as 12 so 12 and over now can get this vaccine so here we are the beginning of june where you know the like the vast majority of people who could be vaccinated should have already received both vaccines by now so even if you weren't eligible to receive your first vaccine until april 15th because you weren't in any of the other categories by now you've been fully vaccinated it's killing me that i voluntarily was like yes i'm eligible to get the vaccine i'm going to go get it do my part 
you know, keep other people from getting sick and dying. Like, you know, I didn't have to be incentivized to go get my vaccine. It was incentive enough to be eligible. I'm like, well, obviously I'm going to go get it. And so here we are, like, our state is like, well, we will open, we'll completely reopen this state if 70% of the population receives their COVID-19 vaccines. I'm like, okay, that's a reasonable goal. Well, now they're in the like high 60% range. So they're like getting close to 70%, but obviously there are still like a large population that they want vaccinated before opening. And so now they're like, well, come on down to, you know, the mass vaccination clinic at the, at our sporting arena and we'll give you free pizza and you can win prizes and talk to the guy that's on the radio <laughs> and like there it's turning into like a big like event right but these are for all the people who until now have been dragging their feet because it it's extremely easy to get a vaccine here in our state now like it was hard at first but after april 15th it was a free-for-all like <laughs> you can just walk in at any like you know of the numerous clinics that are being operated like on a daily basis get your shot it's super easy doesn't take very long like but oh no there are people who are unsure if they want to get vaccinated and so here we're gonna nudge them along by saying oh but you could win some money or you could win some mariners tickets <laughs> like so uh, i don't get it april <laughs> i'm i'm sad that i don't save our video recordings because i kind of just want to put this one out into the universe because the i literally had to hold my lips together to not scream <laughs> Because I'm now joining this wake-up segment. Why? Why do we continue as a society to reward mediocrity? Why do we keep doing this? I hate it. It drives me nuts. We don't celebrate caring kindness first. We celebrate uh, rewarding, rewarding people for not I'm trying not caring really, not it caring yeah and yeah. Uh, I need to get used to just being authentically myself and just yeah. kind of not give a crap of what other people think about this and like oh but I'm worried about the well-being of uh, my family if I get this vaccine well you know what there's plenty of studies out there that have proven this will protect you from the virus it's yes. not going to alter your DNA no, the government won't be tracking with it. We already have smartphones for that. Why? We're already being tracked. <laughs> Why? And up here in Manitoba, I was told that I wasn't eligible for the, you know, the first round of doses and in the eligibility category because I'm a respite care provider. And yeah, I'm going from house to house to house to house to house. So even though a year ago I was considered essential and thank you so much for working with those disabled children and their parents and keeping them safe and blah, blah, blah. And then suddenly I'm not essential anymore, but we will reward people with jets tickets and making sure that we are, yes, I do believe we need to thank our healthcare providers and keeping us safe and dealing with this crap for way too long. But they had 500 fans who were doubly vaccinated. And, but then the hockey's families, who some of them didn't have both doses, where, uh, where, where is the line yeah. for this? It's, it's like, okay, 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 where is the reward for the people? who as soon as they were able to get their vaccine they went and got it like let's reward those people <laughs> yeah and then of course continue to encourage people to get their vaccines but 
my concern is now are these people going to go get their vaccine because they think that they might win a million dollars or $250,000 in the weekly drawings? Like, I mean, okay, I guess it's still beneficial that they're getting vaccinated and now we're going to have, you know, more herd immunity or whatever. But it's just, it, it blows my mind that people really don't trust the science and don't trust the vaccine trials and the 63% of the state who have received their vaccine and who can testify, you know, like I was, it was fine. Like you're, I'm great. Actually. It's been, it's been about a month since I got my second vaccination, felt a little bit tired the next day. I've been fine ever since. Yeah, it's and yes, I do still wear my mask when I go to stores because even though I'm fully vaccinated, I'm still very careful because I can still get sick. I just won't get as sick. That's my other. That's my other hot take. Uh, another and I, I authentically be yourself, April. You can do it. <laughs> my husband put it best when he said, "Privilege is where you have." All the access in the world to great healthcare, to the vaccine, to whatever it is that you need in order to survive this and not take it. There are developing countries out there still who haven't even had a chance at the vaccine yet. Yeah. And people are getting sick. People are dying. Their economies are crashing. I think we need to bring in the analogy that 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 parents use with their children when their children don't want to finish their food of, you know, there are starving children in Africa who would eat your food happily. You know what? There are children and adults in Africa or whatever developing countries who need their vaccines and you're just letting your vaccines go to waste by not yeah. taking it. Because if uh, a vaccine kind of similar with medication if you don't use it in a certain time period it will expire it will be useless fucking take it yeah and i also said this in my rant on instagram a couple weeks ago that was also part of the the privilege and in not taking your vaccine is that because of your wanting to take your sweet time the border is still closed yes i don't know when i can see my parents in person again i don't know when i can see sarah in person again i don't know when restrictions are going to lift in manitoba because people are just like oh it is what it is because of that like it affects everybody so can you please give two shits about it yeah, even if your own mo- even if your only motivation is to get I'm using air quotes, get back to normal. That ticket to getting back to normal is getting vaccinated. And I and I understand, you know, there are certain people with health conditions that maybe their doctors have told them that, you know, it's probably not a good idea for them to get vaccinated, but That should only be if your medical provider tells you not to get it. That's going to be my argument is if always, you know, people are like, well, I just am unsure about getting the vaccine. I'm like, is that what your doctor has recommended? Go talk to your doctor. (laughs) Yeah. um, So I think if we're going to start rewarding mediocrity. How about we start rewarding people for wiping their ass? How about we start rewarding people for wearing their seatbelts? How about we start rewarding people for going the speed limit in the school zone? Congratulations. Your reward is not getting a ticket. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Gold star for you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my oh god. Oh boy. Well, thank you for coming along on this 
wake up segment of the day. And I will not apologize. Oh, never. Like, we want to see people. We want to see each other in person. Like, it's been a long, long month, (laughs) week, day, 15 months, whatever it's been. (laughs) Oh, my God. We love you all so much. And if you're part of the LGBT Happy Pride Month, can't wait to yes. celebrate with you in person. Hope to see you all soon. And as always, we will see you all next week, queens. Next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.